You're listening to episode number 64 of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. In today's episode, it's going to be a little bit different. I'm going to be really vulnerable with you guys and share my heart around this idea of lost innocence of my children and why I've decided to homeschool. It's something that I've never thought about, something that I actually never even saw myself doing, but I'm really excited to kind of share the reasoning behind it, um, the beginning stages, the lies I told myself, just all the things. So if you guys are ready to hear this really personal conversation, let's jump right in. Hey mama, welcome back to the Purpose Gathering Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Freehan, and I'm here for all you mompreneurs out there feeling torn between raising a thriving family and building a business you love. I'm a photographer, community founder, podcaster, wife, and mama saved by grace. So I can totally relate to you multi-passionate mamas. Join me every week where I share with you the strategies and mindset shifts that you need to maximize your productivity and find peace in motherhood and business. That way you can have time for the things that really matter, like binging your favorite show and cookie dough. But seriously, are you ready to transform your life from feeling frazzled to focused and be equipped with the tools you need to juggle all the things? If so, you're in the right place. Hey mama, welcome back to the show. I am so excited to be here with you guys today. As you heard in the intro, this is something that was never on my radar. It's never something that I considered. And I want to kind of walk you guys through the process, my journey, how it's been over the past five years of having my daughter in public school and then the past two years of having my son in school. But before I get started, I wanted to take a minute and just introduce myself in case you are brand new to the podcast. My name is Ashley Freehan, and I am the founder of The Purpose Gathering, which is an online community that is dedicated to supporting and educating mompreneurs and teaching them how to grow their business without sacrificing their family or their sanity in the process. In addition to this weekly podcast, I also host a monthly mastermind community, which is designed specifically for service-based mompreneurs who are feeling extremely overwhelmed and need help simplifying their business model, focusing on the things that matter, and really connecting deeply with the people that they live with and maintaining sanity all at the same time. I also offer one-on-one coaching for mompreneurs that need more handholding. They need more personalized help, need more focused attention on their business. And so I would love to help you out if you are in need of one-on-one coaching. Feel free to send me a DM over on Instagram or set up a free discovery call at bit.ly slash TPG chat. All right, but I know you came here today to hear me share about my decision to homeschool and this idea of lost innocence in our children. So this podcast episode is going to be different than most. It's not super step-by-step, you know, educational. It's more so just sharing kind of how I came to this conclusion, my beginning stages, the lies I told myself, and just kind of what changed my mind and what really set me on this new unexpected path to homeschooling. So let me chat with you guys first about the beginning stages. Like what, what kind of led me to this? So COVID was really the turning point for me. 
I had never believed that I could homeschool. I always had this idea in my head that homeschooling was a great idea, but not for me. Like, I could never homeschool my own children. I believed this lie that I just didn't have enough patience. I wasn't equipped to teach my children. I told myself they learn better from other people. I I don't know if you guys can resonate with any of this, but these are just all the things that I was feeding myself. And when COVID hit, and my kids were forced to stay home as they were with all of us, I really began to see a change in my family dynamic with my kids being home. I began to see kind of a weight and a burden lifted off my shoulders in the sense that I wasn't having to rush. Now, in this sense of teaching my children and facilitating online learning with the incredibly, like, hard to navigate situation where we were all thrown online and the fact that my son was in kindergarten and it was super difficult to keep him engaged via online, that part was really hard. And so I kind of kept feeding myself those lies that I was just like, gosh, I can't wait till this is over. Like, when are schools opening again? And I just began to feel really hostile about that whole situation. I loved having my kids home, but the idea of teaching at home was horrible. I didn't like that idea. And so when schools opened back up, I had considered homeschooling, but I was just like, no, you know what? I don't think so. Like, I'm just going to send them to school. And so I just, out of kind of pure necessity and pure just desperation to have me time again, I just sent them back to school. Well, during this time, I stumbled across a podcast episode that I cannot find. But if I do, I'll make sure to link it in the show notes or I'll keep looking and post it on Instagram or something. But I just have to tell you guys this podcast episode, it really has been the launching point of this idea of homeschooling. And it's been always in the back of my mind. And I just kind of put it off as no, that's not for me. I'm not going to do that. Homeschooling is great for everyone else, but I'm not cut out for this. And so it's this podcast episode that was titled something like this, why every Christian should homeschool their children. And it really just caught my attention. And I was like, okay, I've got to listen to this. And again, I'm super determined determined to find this episode again because I want to re-listen to it and be reminded of why I even started considering homeschooling in the first place. But the one thing that really stood out to me the most was the amount of time that my children would be in a secular situation. The amount of time that my children would be away from me every week being influenced by so many other children and teachers. And so when you do the math and you break it down, it's about 35 hours a week that your children are not in your care and they're at school. When you multiply that by 42 weeks out of the year that your kids are at school, that equals 1,470 hours a week that your children are not under your influence. And if you multiply that number by 13 years, the amount of time your children will spend in school in a lifetime, not including college, 
That's 19,110 hours that your children are not under your influence. I just got the chills, you guys. Oh my gosh. How much time our children are away from us when they go to school? It's mind-blowing. And thinking about how much innocence is lost in just kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade. And you guys, I'm about to unpackage what fourth grade has looked like for my daughter and how much of her innocence is gone. And partially, I've had to counteract that because I knew that was coming. So some of the things that I'm about to share with you, I purposely talked to her about in advance because I knew she would hear about it so early on. But before I continue into talking about that lost innocence, I also want to share with you one of my amazing best friends who encouraged me to look into homeschooling. And she is also a homeschool CEO mom. And her children are younger than mine, and they haven't even entered into kindergarten yet, but they will be very soon. And so she has always been an encouragement to me to consider the possibility and just gave me so much encouragement that I could do it, that if I truly wanted to homeschool my children, I would make a way. I would figure out what would work best for my family, which is the coolest part of homeschooling I'm finding is that it's so different for every single family. Everyone I've talked to has a different way of doing things and a different approach. And that I find to be truly beautiful. So I'm super grateful to my friend for putting the thought in my head and just believing in me that I could make this a reality. So thank you, my sweet friend. I know you're listening. Okay, so let's jump into this topic of lost innocence and how different life has been for my daughter entering fourth grade and now finishing fourth grade. Things have completely changed. So let me back up to a conversation that I had with a friend several years ago about innocence and about all of the things that we learned when we were younger and how much earlier children are learning these things. And so she gave me this recommendation of a book series called God's Design for Sex, because that's something that I knew I was going to have to talk to my daughter about before she even entered school because you just don't even know what other kids know. And I wanted my daughter and now my son to enter into school having a firm foundation and what we believe God's design for sex is. And so I knew that I had to introduce that to my daughter before she started kindergarten. And it's so sad to even think about. And if you guys are listening right now and you're like, oh my gosh, they learn about this that early? Yes, they do. And you want to make sure that you get in front of the situation. You want to be sure that you are the first one to introduce the topic to your child. And you want them to know that they can come to you with any questions. And you as the parent have to be so willing to have those really awkward, difficult conversations with your kids. Because once you open that door, you can't close it. And so I want to introduce that 
series to you guys if you're interested. So again, it's called God's Design for Sex. You can find it on Amazon. There's four different books based on the age of your child. And so there's one for younger children that's very well done. It's very tactful. It doesn't really mention a lot, but just talks to you kind of about the idea and how babies are made, again, without getting really explicit. And this book is good for ages three to five. The second book is geared for ages five to eight, and it definitely goes into a lot more detail, but it's done very tactfully. It uses all of the correct names for everything, and it talks about the process and how you have sex. So it does get a little explicit, but again, it's really tactfully done, and it's not overly too much information, if that makes sense. And then there are two more books that I haven't gotten yet, but I think that my daughter is ready for this third book, which is for 8 to 11-year-olds, and then the final book is for 11 to 14-year-olds. So I think this is a great way to introduce this topic and really have a baseline and a foundation for what sex is and how you want your children to perceive it in the best light before they are introduced to this topic from, you know, kids at school, which is what you definitely don't want to happen. So another topic that we have had to have conversations with our children with um, about is homosexuality and most recently bisexuality, which again, just even saying these words out loud and associating them with six and nine-year-olds is just baffling to me. Like, I never thought that I would be having to have these conversations with my kids, and it's just d- difficult. Let me just be real, okay? And it's it's just something that I think a lot of parents don't even think about until they're faced with the question, but at that point, again, it's too late. And so just from some recent events that have happened in our personal life, these conversations have unfolded, and Actually, I didn't even know that my daughter knew what bisexuality was until we had this conversation and she was mentioning to me that a boy at school had told her that she that he was bisexual. And I asked her if she knew what that meant and she was like, "Well, I'm guessing," you know, and then she told me her guess, which was correct. And so I was like, "Wow, okay. So I need to be even more ahead of this situation than I thought." But fourth grade has just really been a huge game changer in this realm. Kids are talking about a lot more very personal, very sexual things that I didn't even know existed at this age. And so probably like the first or second week of school, Scarlett came home um, saying that people on the playground were saying really bad words. And, you know, of course to me, I was like, well, what's a really bad word? Because sometimes kids think stupid is a bad word, right? And so depending on your age, that could be a bad word. And so I asked her and she like just straight out said the F word and the B word. And these are words that we do not use at home. These are words that the people that we surround ourselves do not say. And so I knew that she was just strictly hearing that at school. And so it just really started to concern me because she would come home from school every day and just say, like, Mom, all of these kids use such bad language. This is what they're saying. And, like, part of me was trying to just, like, accept it. Like, okay, well, you go to public school. Like, 
that's what's going to happen. You know, even you go to a private Christian school and this can still happen. Even you're homeschooled and this can happen. But I started to just wrap my head around this idea of, you know, I, I know I can't protect my children forever, but how much can I protect them while their brains are still so influential? And the neurons in their brains haven't wired strongly yet. And how much of this secular outside influence do I want on my children? And so every day that Scarlett would come home and tell me something new, I started to just really be convicted. The Holy Spirit was just speaking to me and saying, like, homeschooling is the right option for you. Like, this is the right path. And I just kept trying to, like, push it out of my head because I'm like you know, bringing up those lies again. No, I am not equipped for this. I am not patient enough. I do not want to do this. Like, I want to grow my business. This would totally derail that. And I just started giving all these excuses and totally shooting down the idea. But just week after week, day after day, she would come home with a new story, something new, And one day she came home and told me this story about a boy at school who was dancing with a pole and making noises like he was having sex with it. And I was like, what? Like when those words left her mouth and sank into my ears, I like couldn't, I couldn't even, um, I couldn't believe my ears if I'm being honest. And I said, Scarlett, how do you know what that sounds like? And she said, oh, well, that's what my friend said. And I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. So luckily she didn't know what that sounded like, but someone else did. And just the fact that she is starting to put all of these pieces together at age nine, nine, I'm like, what is happening? Where is your innocence going? It's gone. She has very little innocence left. And so I'm not even going to get into this idea of phones and Instagram and social media and TikTok and all those things because I feel like it would be a tangent, but this is why I've I've decided not to give my children any access to phones or tablets without adult supervision, like especially the phones, but I mean tablets and computers without adult supervision until they are way older because so much of what these children are learning is because they have cell phones and because they have unrestricted, unmonitored access to computers. It's so scary. And I want to protect what instance my child has left as long as I can. And especially raising a boy in today's society. Like, luckily, my son is only in first grade. And so he hasn't experienced to the degree that my daughter has, but I really want to protect him. And I want to be able to have that 19,110 hours of influence on my children personally. I don't want anyone else to have that much influence on my children. So let me now chat with you about What resources have helped me believe that I could actually make homeschooling a reality in my life? The first one that I want to share with you is a book called The Call of the Wild and Free by Ainsley Arment. 
And that book was introduced to me by a few different people. And I actually checked it out from the library and I listened to it as an audiobook. And I highly recommend it if you're thinking about homeschooling at all, or if you're just thinking, I don't even know if this would be an option. I'm scared out of my mind. So was I. I read this book or I listened to this book and literally it opened my eyes to so many things. It answers all of your questions, any objections that you might have to homeschooling. She completely talks about in that book. So I highly recommend that. I also am a part of a Facebook community called Homeschool CEO, which is awesome because it's filled with hundreds of mompreneurs who are also homeschooling and running high-level businesses and showing you how easy it is to fit homeschooling into your schedule. And so they are such an encouragement. And then, of course, listening to podcasts. And a couple of my favorites right now are Simple Homeschool and Wild and Free. Again, that's hosted by Ainsley Arment. And then Let me talk to you guys about what excites me about homeschooling because every day that my daughter comes home now and tells me another story, we have a countdown and I'm just so excited to get her away from that toxic influence. I'm also extremely excited about a slower paced life and not rushing my kids all the time to wake up, get dressed, get their stuff together, get breakfast, get out the door, get to school. And then the same thing happens as soon as they get home. It's like, put your stuff away, get a snack, do your homework, do take a shower, like all the things. I just feel like the time that I have with my children is so limited in the morning and after school that it just feels like I don't get to live the life that I want to live with my children. I think a lot of you can relate in the sense of not having enough time. If you already have children that are in school, you know how little time you have. And it feels like, I don't know if you guys agree with this, but it feels like for me, as soon as my kids get home from school, there's like a one to two hour period of me trying to undo all of the stuff that happened at school. They come home and they've held it together all day long. They've not expressed their emotions when they're embarrassed or sad or scared or angry because they're at school. And at school, you have to have your A game on. You have to sit and be quiet and listen and work and conflict resolution and be around 28 different personalities in your classroom. And it's just constant, non-stop. And then they get home and they're like, finally, I can breathe. Finally, I can be myself. Finally, I can let out all the emotions I've been holding in all day long. And I just feel like it takes so long for me to just get my children back after they come home from school that I'm just like, I'm done. I want my family dynamic to be peaceful and I want my family dynamic to be fun. And I'm not saying that it's not possible when your children go to school. It's just a lot harder and it requires a lot more effort. And as a growth coach, I teach mompreneurs how to how to enjoy motherhood and how to have a successful business. And I don't feel like I can be my best self with my children when I'm undoing all of this outside influence that you know, my children are surrounded with on a daily basis. And so that is what I'm most excited about is just having my children back 
and being able to slow down and enjoy life and get back to the roots of childhood and not forcing my children to grow up so quickly. I'm also so excited about freedom and being able to allow my children to choose what they want to learn and learning with them and exploring and being able to go on vacation and being able to just encourage a love for learning in whatever they want to learn. There's so many things that I know are going to, I guess, so many problems that I know will be eliminated by homeschooling. But then, of course, I'm just going to create new challenges, right? Homeschooling is not going to be a walk in the park. There are going to be things that are different. And there are some things that concern me, right? Like, how am I going to find time to work? What's it going to look like dealing with behavior issues? Am I going to be doing enough? Am I going to be teaching my children enough? How are they going to be interacting socially? What is that going to look like? But when I sit down and I start to compare those concerns with the other concerns, I'm, these are nothing, right? These are things that I know I'll be able to work out. I know I'll be able to figure out a plan for. And I am so excited to have my kids home. I know that I'm going to need support. I know that I'm going to need a babysitter to come just hang out with the kids or for me to take them over there so that they can play with other homeschool kids. It'll help with the social interaction. It will give me that focused work time that I need. But I also know that the more time I'm given to complete something, the longer it takes. So I already know and have seen when my kids are at home on school breaks and especially like for the whole summer, I know how much more productive I can be in smaller pockets of time. And so even though homeschooling still has those moments where I'm like, oh, can I really do this? All of the other benefits of homeschooling are just outweighing the negative thoughts that I have about it. And so I just literally can't wait. I'm excited to bring you on this journey and share with you how it goes. But for those of you that have been thinking about how homeschooling might work for you, I just want to be that encouragement. I want to let you know that it's possible, that it's going to open up so many more opportunities for you, and it's just going to be an incredible opportunity for you to be the one who has the biggest impact and influence on the lives of your children. The other thing that I want to add here too is the fact that I know when I'm homeschooling my children, there's going to be a lot of behavior issues that I have to deal with and a lot of conflict resolution that I'm going to have to teach my children. But what I find so beautiful about that is that I'm actually going to have the time to do that. When my kids are gone, from the house for so long and we have, you know, so many things going on at night and on the weekends, there's really no time to handle that. So it feels sometimes like I'm handling it in desperation, right? Or I get some traction in handling that, but then they go seven hours at school without me being able to be there to kind of remind them or to guide them. And so I'm just feeling like I'm looking forward to that, that even though that's going to be a challenge, that that to me is more important 
that I teach them how to be a kind, loving, empathetic human. And any book knowledge that they would learn at school is great, but that's not really what's going to make them successful in the real world. And so although I'm, of course, going to be teaching academics as well, I just feel like this social emotional piece is something that I'm really excited about as well. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed this kind of different but more personal look into my life and why I've decided to homeschool. So if you have enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to share it out on Instagram and tag me at The Purpose Gathering. And I would just love to be able to be an encouragement to you and anyone that you know. Homeschooling can be for anyone that desires a more deeper connected relationship with their children and more free opportunity to experience life together with your children and to just slow down and not be rushing through life and just watching it fly by. As always, Mama, I am here rooting for you and you are not alone on this journey. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. As we end our time together, remember that you were created for more. You were created to thrive with purpose and not just survive. So go out there and live your life with confidence and courage. For more resources and to become a part of our amazing online community and connect with like-minded mompreneurs, head to thepurposegathering.com resources. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to subscribe to the show and leave me a review on iTunes. Each review is so valuable to me and helps more mamas like you find the show. I'm so proud of you for listening and investing in your future. Together, let's link arms and make a lasting positive impact on our families and communities. You've got this girl, and I can't wait until next time.